0: Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama and we watch it four episodes at a time and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week we are doing our bonus episode of Signal, so we're back to review all things Signal, you know, chat, maybe play some games, play some Who's That Face, play I, I think our last bonus episode. I don't know how many people listened to it because it was on a horror Drama, but I think we invented a new game called uh One Thousand Lies and maybe One Truth if we decide to do it mm. <laughs>
0: that's the that's the game for our whole episode for every bonus episode. <laughs> we just
1: lie and then it's up to you guys. We never reveal what was the truth and what are lies <laughs> It's up to you guys to do the research and decide if. Everything we say is bullshit, which um spoiler it probably is, but like I'm not gonna confirm,
0: but genuinely, like know that we try, we're trying to be genuine. We did research this time <laughs> a little bit. it's just in recalling the facts that things may get jumbled up in our Sweet little heads, yeah, are very very smooth brains our- over here. <laughs> we
1: got very few wrinkles on these brains, but what we <laughs> lack in pretty much every other aspect, most especially memory, we make up for it in enthusiasm and charisma, sort of,
0: sort of. <laughs> and our intentions are good. Our intentions are not to lie. No, we don't come and in just to mess with people. <laughs> Okay, we're trying to we're trying to spread some fun facts about these shows that we learned online. Mm-hmm. We just may misremember a few things here and there, <laughs> which could ruin the entire fact, but <laughs> intentions are good,
1: yeah, like the way facts work, we know that they may be thrown out the window, but also we we're trying
0: we're trying genuinely, <laughs> um. We've sat on Signal for a week, which often we record our bonus episodes right after our finale episodes, so we don't have much time to mull over things, but we just don't have time period right now. So we gave it a week. We had a week off to just marinate on all the feelings of Signal, and I want to know how you're feeling about it. How How's it in your memory? Um, in my memory... I feel like,
1: God, I don't remember anything from last week. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, in my memory, I liked it. I feel like maybe, I don't know if this comes as a surprise or not. I don't know that it, you know, gets into my top ten books necessarily. Um, I thought it was good and really fun. I personally got really caught up on Time Paradoxes. Uh, which we do have so definitely some stuff to talk about with that. But uh, I also think that, I don't know, something that we went back to a lot in our episodes that I also will probably carry with me about this K-drama is the way information was presented, uh, the show and tell, and then maybe show show what you just told also as well. Which is to say, it was so good. The acting was good and got better as the show progressed. I was more charmed by the characters as the show progressed. But it it never had that episode that, like, um, you know how we've talked about some shows that we really dragged our feet through? Until the last two to four episodes, and then all of a sudden we were more invested than we ever thought we could possibly be, and sobbing Mm -hmm. our dumb eyes out. This was not one of those. It was just a very, like, steady drama for me, you know? I didn't Mm. dislike it, but it was just very... um, It never had that spike, necessarily, for me that that changed the game. I did think the last episode was really good, but... It didn't maybe necessarily change my whole feelings on the
0: drama across the board. I I feel like my feelings totally changed. I'm in the other boat of I was not super on board with the drama, like thinking back on it and how negative I got in the interim episodes where we would be like, it's so dark and sad <laughs> and they're way over explaining everything and I just don't get what's happening and then like now after having seen the last episode I'm like it's perfection it's special made <laughs> like again I don't think it's in my top 10 I agree with you there it because I think there was such a dip for me in the middle it's hard to pull it up into like my favorite shows of all time. But I think the finale made me respect what they did so much more and to be like, it was just well written. It was a very good time travel meets friendship meets crime show. And uh, those are the three things I didn't know they would Pull off as well as they did. Yeah.
1: I didn't expect the friendship to be pulled off as well as they did. And almost for a second, I almost said, But was the friendship that great? And then I remembered that uh, Hey Young at the very end in his monologue did talk about how Jae is his best friend, which is so sweet. You just don't get
0: that's a fair point.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe I just love a bromance so much.
0: Yeah. That
1: I wanted more interaction. It was more like they got a couple minutes here and there to really connect and you could tell that they had come to care for each other, which is incredible job for how little they actually got to be, you know, in the room, playing off of each other and, and you know, monkeying around and building that acting rapport and everything. Uh sorry, my brain just shut down. Short circuited.
0: <laughs> Okay. Um, I get what you're saying. But on the flip side, we didn't get as much like bromance or interaction between these two. So it kind of didn't feel like the friendship was a big part of the show until the last episode. And they were like, no, remember, it kind of was like, (laughs) yeah, okay, I do remember that. And I do love shows about friendship. And so this one's great. But like watching it you don't really get that vibe. It doesn't take the forefront. Yeah. So it it doesn't feel as pure and sweet to watch as like a regular or another show with a bromance where the characters get to interact more. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And and the characters who did interact didn't really end up as friends, which is to say, (laughs) you see... (laughs) Cha Soo Hyun? Cha Soo Hyun. God damn it we got there um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm losing my mind so cha su hyun with Jehan, which was her having a big old crush which if we don't have to get back into that if you want to know my feelings on that either tune in for our finale episode from last week i don't know how you're here but you didn't listen to that maybe maybe you're a person who only listens to the bonuses which like that's cool tell us what that experience is
0: like yeah what a different vibe (laughs) or we're a little bit more chaotic in our bonus episode (laughs) um or
1: if you are uh a patron on patreon we are going to have a what do we call them do we ship it
0: do we ship it? Yeah, where we'll probably yeah. talk a little bit. I mean, I genuinely forgot that we were supposed to do that for episodes one through eight, because I didn't think there was a romance in this show. Uh-uh. And then they were like, no, we've been hinting at it, guys. It's been there. The whole and time. And I'm like, was it? Just because the chemistry is not there doesn't mean we weren't hinting at it.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, that's spoilers. If That was a sneak peek into the do we ship it, Raquel Raquel's <laughs> side. <laughs> Um, I love it. But, yeah. uh, So you get their interaction. They're not exactly the best, best of friends because she's got this weird crush and hero type mentor slash massive pedestal she's placed him on. And he, you know, is tolerant of her for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then For her and Hey Young You don't really get a whole bunch for a long long time And by the end It felt more like they really trusted each other Than like they maybe Appreciated each other for their personalities Right? It wasn't like a We'd choose to yeah. be friends kind of situation
0: Like we wouldn't hang out If we weren't the only people Who knew that we were in an alternate timeline <laughs> we're kind of stuck together because we're the only time travelers but if we weren't uh eh, it it'd be lukewarm here
1: <laughs> um solid yeah so i forgot that there was friendship in this until yeah until <laughs> uh hey young was like no no he's
0: my best friend like oh yeah you're super lonely <laughs> i kind of forgot about that <laughs> There were a lot of things I forgot. I forgot he was the witness to the very first kidnapping case. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, they brought that up in the last episode, and I was like, what? It took me a while to figure out that timeline, to be like, was that before his brother was arrested, or I guess it was after, because I think they showed he had flashbacks, but also, I just don't, I guess it doesn't really matter, but, like... It was very a little bit like, oh, yeah, they gave him two very big storylines as a child, and I genuinely forgot all about one. Just completely disappeared it. Honestly, for his
1: benefit, because when I look back at the way he treated that sweet young girl, I do think that, I mean, not even think. Obviously, they were, you know, leveraging that, you know, sad sympathy card by making her... Literally the most adorable and also the type to reach out and try and make a friend with the weird quiet kid that clearly had a lot of emotional issues. And yeah. him just dipping on her and letting her, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next day she disappeared and then he had to live with his actions. um, And so, you know, they definitely played on that. If I had remembered it for longer, I probably would have been more lukewarm on his character for longer I think um, because that's such a huge bummer still to think about that I, I mean I know he's a kid I'm definitely willing to give him the benefit of the doubt but that that's a big one right that he looked at that little girl and thought nah dog I'm all friended up I don't have any but I'm all friended up
0: oh, <laughs> but yeah it's a I feel like it was a very realistic, like, and maybe after the fourth day that she kept trying to talk to him, he would have started responding a little bit more warmly and, like, there could have come a friendship. But since it seemed to be the first time that they had really talked, he was really shy and it's so cute and it just so happened that that's the time that she got kidnapped. And that sucks. But I think it was realistic to be like, That's not that's not on him to be that like he was a little bit of a shy shy kid and a little bit of a butthole, but yeah, it was just like there could have been a lot of emotional baggage with this storyline, but if you want emotional baggage with this kid, (laughs) you guys just wait. He's got a lot more going on at home. This is barely anything. You thought he was mad at cops for not listening to him about her kidnapping? No. No. <laughs> not even close. It It's okay. much deeper trauma.
1: And uh let's yeah. let's dive into that. Final four episodes. Let's go.
0: What's his tra what's let's your
1: trauma, go. son?
0: And do you know whether he's approaching the police saying she wasn't kidnapped by a man, she was kidnapped by a woman? before or after his brother was arrested you don't know it's it doesn't really matter but like it's a question that could be out there yeah
1: it was 2000 so it was after his brother was arrested
0: his brother was arrested in 97 i think so 97 or okay. 99
1: right what year did the kid did, did the sexual assault case take place and what year did anything else take place I don't, I don't know, but I'm... If you think I remember, I do not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) we can at least confirm the sexual assault case took place in the late 90s somewhere, and I'm pretty sure the kidnapping was in 2000.
0: Okay, Raquel got the timeline. (laughs) I'm out here calling my shots, like, you guys didn't explain any of this (laughs) to me, and they're like, we gave you a timeline, we gave you literal numbers to mark the passage of time. What do you want more than chronology? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Just make it make it better. Get a slightly older child actor. Please. Just get, like, 15 child actors. Actually,
1: just wait, like, a couple of years. Like, film one part <laughs> and then wait a couple of years. And then film the same child actor three years older. Okay. <laughs> just
0: do that for my brain. That's all I'm asking for, honestly. I... Can't keep up with it otherwise. <laughs> um, what see so you read up a little bit on the time paradoxes. Yes.
1: I have learned just the most surface level information on time paradoxes, but I thought it was very interesting. So I read an article. Uh it's an NPR article by um a, a man called Matthew S. Schwartz. And the first thing I want to talk about with this article before we jump into it, if any of you have even the slightest inkling to Google this and just to see the picture that they have set up as the, you know, head picture of this article, uh, Googling it, mm-hmm. it would be paradox free time travel is theoretically possible, researchers say. And uh so... At this point, probably you you all can understand why I was interested in this article for this particular uh, K-drama. But then the picture is a little schnauzer dog, uh, mostly bald. He's got the whiskers, um, but the rest of his fur is, is very, very short. He's got the whiskers and the eyebrows. He's white. I'm going to get really in-depth on the description of this picture because it is killing me. It's so good. This dog is dressed as Marty McFly from... Back to the Future, he is wearing <laughs> a puffy red vest, He got uh, he's in a little weird car that looks just like the DeLorean, but it's like small, it's like they built it around a shopping cart or something, or a stroller, they built the DeLorean around a stroller, I think, and then they put this Marty McFly dog in there, and then it, there's a full caption, <laughs> So, if my description wasn't good enough, here's the caption of the photo. A dog dressed as Marty McFly from Back to the Future attends the Tompkins Square Halloween Dog Parade in 2015. New research says time travel might be possible without the problems problems McFly encountered. Beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for including that. Thank you to whoever was <laughs> like, pop this on. Pop this on the article. Um, so it's worth Googling just for that, but they introduced some pretty interesting concepts about, you know, time travel. And, uh, I'll try and just, um, sum it up instead of doing direct quotes, because I feel like every time I do direct quotes, it's just a mess. You guys didn't come here for that. You guys can totally read the article if, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna Google search it, but, um, This new research, uh, pretty much the whole premise is that timelines will self-correct. Which is to say, instead of creating a paradox, so say um, the example they used was if I were to go back in time and try and stop patient zero from getting COVID, then the timeline would in some way self-correct... To cause there to be some other reason for me to exist in a place that caused me to go back in time. Even if it wasn't, you know, the exact, uh, maybe, same timeline or same reasoning or whatever the case may be. But essentially it creates a time loop, sort of, similar to what was going on with this, wherein... um. You aren't, you know, like, killing your grandpa and then you get erased from the world. Something else happens that- that corrects the timeline. Um, I don't know exactly how you'd correct the, like, killing your grandpa thing before you were born or something. I don't get it, necessarily, fully. The article explains it a little bit better than I have, but it kind of reminds me of something you mentioned uh because i last week was complaining about how uh the korean statute of limitations on murder never would have changed if we erased the case that they posited had changed it right but if the timeline is mm-hmm. self correcting then you you mentioned almost this exactly if the timeline self corrects there will be something else that triggers in, you know, 2015, as it happened in real life, that triggers the, you know, Korean justice system to re-examine that statute of limitations and eliminate mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, that like, I guess that's the whole theory that this article goes over. They link to another article um, that was published in the same summer. This article was published in September 2020. And uh, there was another one published in the same summer in physical review letters, a peer-reviewed journal, and that found that changes made to the past wouldn't dras- drastically alter the future, which is, I guess, opposite of what this K-drama did, because they were like, you can change the fa- or the past, and it sort of dramatically altered the future, but also, like, not so much that anyone ended up in a different place any of the main characters end, ended up in a different place, right?
0: Yeah, except when Cha si died. Oh, yeah.
1: But then they fixed that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then there was the... When they put away the guy before, he did all of the murders. Um, which is interesting because... That probably changed a lot, but they also said, in ways, we'll never really know. Like, they didn't really examine that one. They were like, this is probably the largest, most widespread change we're making. We put this man away before, like, eight more people were murdered. But, yeah. Uh
0: Wipe our hands of that one. Good job to us. (laughs) We are not going to circle back, which, like, fair, seems like a hard one to address, it was. I think it was interesting because they did, like, a wink-wink where one of his victims was a volunteer at his prison. And they're like, so those two are going to meet. And maybe they'll fall in love again. But maybe this time he won't be able to murder her. But you guys think about that. You guys write your own fan fiction. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're not going to do that for him. Thank yeah. you. but pass. Uh, interesting proposition there no thank you to the serial killer fan fiction (laughs) but but to know that the one victim that he actually maybe loved and just didn't know what to do with his feelings for ended up coming into his life again interesting i see you maybe they'll circle back in season two i did see an article Where the writer was like, I'd be so down to write a season two. That would be so much fun. But she was like, or he. I guess I just, I think I assign genders to Korean names without having really any (laughs) understanding of Korean names. Oh yeah, same. So the writer for this show... A person <laughs> said that it would be super fun, but that the expectation would be that the actors stay the same and the director stays the same. So if everybody could get on board, they would write it. But hasn't happened in five years,
1: so I'm not optimistic. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's maybe too big of a stretch. Also, I think that takes away... It's kind of like... um The need for that assurance of what happens, right? Um, Which is to say, it felt like a very intentional cliffhanger that they ended on. It felt very, Mm -hmm. um, you don't need the answer to this one, right? And so then if they came back and they gave us the answer in take two, then it would be like, um, well, that kind of sucked a bit of the meaning out of your finale, but- Alright, let's 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 go. Take yeah. two. I hate sequel culture. You know that I would have a whole podcast episode just to rage. <laughs> just to be angry. Because
0: you guys have heard us complain about sequel culture before, and I think it would be fair to call us out if we got super stoked about season two of Signal, but yeah, I think the part or the reason that we haven't raged against the cliffhanger for season one was that it didn't feel like it had to be a setup for season two. It didn't feel like the writer was like, and I'm really expecting another paycheck from this, so I'll just leave it kind of open. Yeah, It was like, no, that's part of the show, is that the end may not be the end, and that's how time jumping works.
1: Yeah, so it was like... That's
0: for you guys to figure
1: out. In line with the plot. And I can yeah. deal with that type of cliffhanger. Um, we won't get into... Because it would be talking about another show that was clearly set up for a second season. That the cliffhanger was just insane. Because it was like, let's introduce a <laughs> new plot.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. But I was raised on sequel culture. So I'm always down for them <laughs> being like... I mean let's just let's just go another. Like as much as I rage against it and I'm like, this is dumb. Don't ruin your first perfect thing by making it again, I'm like, but I'm gonna watch it. Like <laughs> if you do, if you do make a signal season two, I'm gonna watch it. So like I'd be down either way. Yeah.
1: I also would I mean if you're a bird, I'm a bird, so I'd watch it, but um <laughs> I wouldn't be. Ha- I think that it would be just a series of. If we ever did it for the podcast, it would be a series of Raquel is cranky and Emily tries to convince her to be a rational human being. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, when we were talking about Lee Sang Yop, who it was the serial killer, um, even though we didn't know that we were talking about him, I just it occurred to me that. Moments before we started this podcast episode, you and I were playing the pre-Who's That Face, Who's That Face? We were just clicking around. We talked about him because he is in multiple dramas that we either are currently watching for a re-review, a video re-review, flashback review that we do for our Patreons, patrons, (laughs) and he was in Good Casting same guy was the serial killer that uh he was he's the sleazy ex boyfriend in while you were sleeping and he's the male lead in good casting and he was a serial killer in this and we somehow talked about him completely unrelated to this show and it never occurred to us to add him to the who's that face list
0: he was uh, wait <laughs> he was in this show he was in this
1: show. <laughs> He killed so many women what? and then was taken back in time and only killed a couple women.
0: He was that guy? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? One hundo. Hold up. <laughs> uh,
1: i got to scroll we've, now. Yeah, we've got just I guess a I not
0: everybody needs to wait if I just shut up. No, no,
1: no, it's fine. This is just our scheduled break that we have
0: in every bonus
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's 182 centimeters tall. <laughs> Thanks, Asian Wiki. We
0: don't know his blood type. How are we, how are we supposed to live without knowing his blood type? <laughs> I could swear this is a different guy than the one I thought we were talking about. Uh oh. Yeah, I think that's the problem. <laughs> I was talking about a different person. Oh, no. We were talking about but different we people. We the were whole talking time. about the same thing. Jeez Louise. Uh-oh.
1: We're it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Um I think I was talking
0: about the guy from Spring Turns to Spring.
1: Yes, sorry. He was a serial killer in
0: another show. Um, Okay, so maybe once we like pivoted and started talking about the other guy, that's when I got confused. Yeah, uh, probably. Okay. So yeah, I, I think we were on the same page. We were talking about Chae Byung-mo, uh, who yes. was a serial killer. In, yes, other shows. Uh,
1: The young man who is The male lead in Good Casting and he was the sleazy ex-boyfriend in While You Were Sleeping is a serial killer in this show.
0: Okay, okay. I don't know why I got (laughs) so thrown off. I think, think one, this is how my brain works. My brain works in colors a lot. I don't know if anybody else is the same. Like, all my notes have to be color-coded. I think that's pretty common. But also, like, the art... For Good Casting, the the marketing for Good Casting and Spring Turns to Spring have very similar color palettes. Mm -hmm. So I confuse the two shows in my head a lot. And we watched them back to back, I think. I think we watched Spring Turns to Spring. we watched them back to back.
1: We watched Spring Turns to Spring, and then we immediately watched Good Casting. And so they're practically the same show at this point.
0: (laughs) They're the same in my head. So when you would say the lead for Good Casting... My brain would think of the lead from Spring Turns to Spring. Yeah. Okay. Lee Sung-yob. Okay, okay, okay. We're on the <laughs> same page now. And technically, we always were. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> technically, I'm not dumb. Okay, we're smart. I'm a smart person.
1: Um. <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> in this typical chaos. This is... um. Podcast Typical Chaos, <laughs> thank you for being here. I don't know if we'll circle back to who's that face or not, but I just had a thought that feels somewhat relevant. I don't know. There was a big corruption mm-hmm. scheme that went through pretty much the entirety of the show, in line with mm-hmm. many crime or and or political shows that we've watched. And I think I'm just curious... Um, the one that I think it reminds me of the most, as far as corruption schemes go, though it definitely was different, very similar vibes, was Healer. Ooh. Um, you know, like, I guess we don't have to do a, like, between the two, or, like, rate your favorite corruption mm. time, or, like, storylines, but I guess, like, <laughs> how does this one maybe... Add up to stuff like Healer, and I also think of the K2 has corruption schemes. That one's way more, like, fully political, less like cops trying to solve crime, and more like one man just trying to survive uh, a really intense corruption, like corrupt plot that he gets tied up in. Um... So they're a little bit yeah. different versus like Healer and this are a little bit similar because they're like, we're going to expose this corruption for the good of mm-hmm. society.
0: Yeah, Stranger also has a really similar storyline. And I'm like, personally, maybe this is dumb to say and you can all disagree with me. That storyline just kind of bums me out. Like, I like it. I'm on board with like that's reality, and it's nice to see that, like, good guys are chipping away, working at the system, trying to break down all these bad things that are happening. Kind of the whole point of Signal being, like, there's hope. If even one small person can just keep doing good things, then we can win against this system of corruption. And I think that's a theme in a lot of these types of shows, but like, by the by, on the whole, it bums me out as a storyline. Mm-hmm. It is a
1: huge bummer. I actually totally get that. I'm into them to some extent. I just, I'm not entirely sure that, um, like, I like a corruption scheme, and I like when we point out that, you know, like, follow the money. I think that's really good instead of, you know, glorifying, uh, rich people necessarily not all rich people are bad but at some point there's definitely a line that can be crossed
0: that definitely at the at the billion dollar line you know that they're all bad somewhere between i'd say a million and a billion yeah (laughs) which is "Uh, a lot some of you are bad yeah um yeah yeah, exactly.
1: But I also think that it's somewhere in between. Like, people get mad. at I have on multiple occasions talked to, you know, my uh, boyfriend who's in the finance industry and, you know, other people where when I say a million, they're like, that is such a low number. There's no way that's corruption. But I, I would posit that that is the point at which you have enough money to start swaying things. Maybe it's not like... Out and out corruption, but before one million, honestly, you're just getting by. One million, probably still getting by, but you might have a little bit extra also as well that you can put maybe where it doesn't need to be. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's
0: fair. Uh, So I agree. And then once you get one billion, we'd like to shoot you into space and... Never come back. Just, we'll we'll put your money back into the economy Mm -hmm. and uh, you can go into space because clearly you do not care about humanity or the betterment of society. Yep. You have
1: won the prize. A billion dollars. Yeah, you won the capitalist prize. <laughs> you have won. Which is please leave because Going to Mars. you've been complete garbage for far too long. So, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. So, uh, anyway, that's all to say a very long-winded way to say I do appreciate that they are pointing out, you know, bits and pieces of bringing it to people's attention, ways that corruption can kind of get into systems that are supposed to remove corruption and they're supposed to uphold goodness and justice or whatever. But that said, I think it's so rare for these, like, fictionalized accounts to get the big picture, almost because they're fictional, right? It's like... You've invented this scheme that's not even that far off from real life. Then everyone's like, "Oh, you're sure, glad this isn't real life." And it's like, "Well, it is. It's just there's like uh,
0: let's have a let's have a sit down. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a hard conversation. But uh, this is gonna be a hard one to hear. But uh, it's so much worse out here. Yeah, because this is real life and."
1: The, at least there's fictional characters who are somehow invincible here that can continuously attempt to stop these people. But real humans are not invincible. They don't have the main character armor around them, and when they try to expose the, the plot, you know, the corruption has gotten really, really good at spinning. This is one thing that this show, Signal, did really well when kind of near the end, the politician slash concrete man who who was <laughs> who was responsible for being you know pretty much the biggest baddest bad uh-huh he was still spinning the truth to the very end, right? he was talking to reporters and letting them know, I can't even remember was it that he's created so much housing for so many people,
0: yeah. He's like, this housing project was a good idea, guys. It was not corrupt at all. It brought jobs and homes and just so many good things to our society. So I don't even see why anybody's mad. And everybody's like, that wasn't the question, sir. (laughs) Um, The question was, how much money did you make off of this personally in your bank account? And he's like, ma'am, unrelated. (laughs) Yep. So and Then just walks away, like, that's the end of his storyline. <laughs> and like. that's that. And
1: probably he gets to go on living his best life, because that's... If it's realistic, that's what happens, right? And there's not...
0: And if it's realistic, that's not... Like, he's not even the end boss. Right? Like, you're talking about him also being surrounded by other people who are doing the same thing and protecting each other, and... People in higher positions who are protecting them. It's just a whole web of corruption. And we at Play on K are not here to expose it. We're not sticking our necks out. We're saying that's fine. Go (laughs) on with your corruption. Please do not come after us. We aren't...
1: Invincible, like, so we aren't going to be dumb and say, you know, like, we can't necessarily... Even if I did want to name names, which there is a part of me that's like, I don't know, I'll die on this hill. But even if I did want to name names, I'm not yeah. smart. You know, I don't have skills <laughs> to, like, suss this out and then find a way to outmaneuver someone who has so, many, so much money and so many pawns that they can always re-spin the story. Whatever I expose, it gets respun. Even if we had the resources to expose any kind of corruption, obviously we're not going to. But as far as corruption schemes go, they're super bummer to hear about. They can be very interesting. This one, I think, this one was interesting, and they handled it realistically uh-huh. because at the end they weren't like, and then it was solved. Because it's not. It's so yeah. far from it.
0: It's the opposite. They're like, the Assemblyman has sent a team of assassins to the hospital <laughs> where Lee Jae-han is. So, <laughs> uh, yikes. Good luck. But, yeah, well done on that. Another big bummer that was well done that we kind of mentioned was them using actual real life... Uh, can I say mishaps? <laughs> Little oopsies. <laughs> I don't think that... Uh, Real life whoopsies. Like a bridge collapse. And uh, there was, I guess there was a series of serial murders that was only sort of solved. And then a huge, very popular uh, rape case that was also never really resolved. And so the writer and the director were both like, "There's all these cases in our nation's history of people just getting away with the worst things, and the justice system being like, "Well, it's really hard to prosecute people sometimes, so I think we're just gonna not we're not worried and about like, it well we're gonna we're gonna make a show about it, okay." That's ridiculous. In
1: this show, at least for 16 episodes, all of these characters are mostly invincible, and also they can travel through time, so even if they die, they can undie. So, if... You that, take that, you, you sweet potato.
0: You big, stupid sweet potato. We hate reality. <laughs> Reality's the worst. We're gonna play with time in our cool, cool show, so that this serial murder case that was a cold case for like 20 years or something we're gonna solve it we're gonna freaking solve it i think it was solved in like 2010 but it was only after this he murdered again and then got caught for that and then was like you know this is not my first murder this is actually my like 40th murder this so
1: is my 40th rodeo good job
0: good job to the police for finally catching me, and they were like, oh, no, we did bad. (laughs) And the freaking, oh, my God, this Miryang gang rape case, obviously, you can imagine, not pleasant to read about, but uh, apparently, basically, everyone involved just walked. Uh, Similar to the show, they tortured the girls involved and were like, it's your fault, we're going to turn society against you, and then we're going to use our money to be like, hey, Brock! I'm Brock Turner, and I'm a swimmer, and if you <laughs> put me in jail, I won't, be, I won't be a swimmer anymore, and that's bad for society. How sad is and that? And the judges were like, that's real sad. Too sad. That's too in sad. In fact, so all these, all these people... 41 people oh my god you're gonna walk 41 yeah yeah you thought 18 was ridiculous i i was watching the show being like i can't even imagine like i genuinely don't want to there was 18 block that number out right right? there were eight what there were 18 people who were willing to do the absolute
1: worst fucking thing apparently 41 in reality which
0: tracks but holy shit yeah, so disturbing, and as much as my sweet dumb brain is like, I don't want to watch shows about sad things, especially reality, the saddest of all things, I can appreciate this writer and this director for being like, sometimes we gotta talk about the sad things, because, uh, they keep happening, and nobody's getting in trouble for them. And so we're going to bring them up. We're going to turn them into a very popular TV show, and maybe the public will start getting interested and changing the tides. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, that's just buck
1: wild. Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed. I didn't know that all of them were real. I thought there were some real events, and then this show is like, oh no, Uh, most of these things happened in some capacity, and- We maybe made some of them sound a little bit better than they were.
0: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, these are less severe than the real-life cases. We made them actually less horrific, so you're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna go live in Signal now, which I thought was the worst. (laughs) The darkest uh, timeline
1: was not the darkest
0: timeline. (laughs) It's not the darkest timeline. I'm in the darkest (laughs) timeline. God.
1: Well... Thanks for Um, listening. I'm kidding. We don't have to end if there's something else you want to talk about.
0: (laughs) We have to... One, I want to say this show is like 14th highest ratings in all of K-drama, cable TV history. Dope. Love that for them. They won a bunch of awards, including like Best Actor and Best Actress and Drama Writer of the Year uh there have been both Chinese and Japanese remakes of the show. I just... I love the success for them. That is awesome. People have commended the writing hugely. They were like, it's super cool that you used real-life cases and entwined them in this amazingly fun, fantastical drama to bring light to real-life issues. Uh, but also people really commended the actors and being like, I feel like they grew into their characters. They really brought the show to life and made it super, uh, made it something you really care about, which what a, what a high commendation. What a nice thing to say. That is
1: nice. They do deserve it. I, even if it's not top 10, I totally also am 100% one hundred percent in their corner. They've done an amazing job.
0: Agreed. What, if any awards do you have? Um,
1: since this was the second darkest timeline, uh, it's hard. It's hard to find uh-huh. that person that maybe. I mean, like his brother Young's brother was kind of like a happy award winner in the sense that he was very good for this world he tried his best and also he
0: died and he was out oh i think that's a really good one and maybe the uh omurais ajima who made park Young some omelets for years and years she could be our happy award winner or, sorry, not happy. I just said the same thing. Bus stop girl, I got there. Okay, we got him. You <laughs> are we awarding of any other no nominees? No. <laughs>
1: um, no contest. No, no contest. Uh, little little kiddo, Yoon Jung could also. I don't know. I maybe like bus stop girl because you know she tried to make a friend and then she died. So. That's like halfway between Happy and Happy Award and Stop girl um
0: or uh, Lee jae Han's first love she was pretty yeah, cute, she was really cute, and she uh did
1: you know she was the reason they were able to solve the murder eventually, so
0: oh, these are all a huge bummer um. <laughs> <laughs> We can only think of people who died.
1: <laughs> everyone who lived was fine.
0: E- yeah. Um. The the daughter who died in the bus accident.
1: Oh, she was a really great person. She was
0: also a great person. Maybe instead of awards, I- we can just
1: do an in memoriam for like
0: everyone who died. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's what
0: this is. <laughs> Uh, I want to skip this. <laughs> what would you rate this show? Um,
1: I would give this show an 8 for for me, for my rating.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. I'll give it the same. I didn't think about it before this moment, like I hadn't come up with a rating. But I like 8. Yeah, yeah I feel like the dip in the middle was not bad, but it was a long-lasting, like discomfort with this show <laughs>
1: yep and yeah they they definitely brought it back but maybe not like enough for me to be like that last episode was such a 10 that it's all a 10
0: yeah like last episode 10 out of 10 the rest of it 8 out of 10 yep.
1: so we're gonna go with the 8
0: yeah you get an 8 lowest applicable rating. about that <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, an eight is I feel like it's hard to keep it in perspective because anything below a nine on Vicky, we've talked about this before, but anything below a nine on Vicky is questionable. Um mm-hmm. but on Play On K we're a little bit more harsh, and eight is still incredibly good.
0: Yeah. Our scale is more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Where Yeah, an eight is pretty incredible. Above average show.
1: Yes. Um, I think that that, yeah, I think that the rating feels right. Is there anything else we've got to, you know, get in last second? Have you remembered any, like, deaths we missed in the in-memoriam or, like? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, No, I started blocking that out as soon as we were finished with it. Okay. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Um... Yeah, I think then if you all have some stuff to say about Signal to us, we will someday respond to our emails. Uh, to be honest, they make my day when we get them, but then they similarly leave my brain. as Like, the whole response part exits my brain. So excited to read them. I Think about what I would say the whole time in response to your emails. And then it's... We've talked about it. We don't have to get into it. It's fine. But that's playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: If you want to find all of our past episodes, as well as a link to our Patreon, a sign-up for our newsletter, and all of our affiliates, including Blueberry Podcast Hosting, Skillshare, and NordVPN, you can find that all at playonk.com
1: yeah and then we also are on the social medias, and you can give us just quick small haze there, or just even follow us there for updates. We're terrible about updating literally anything, but if we have an update, <laughs> it usually goes there, so uh we're at play on k podcast on Instagram and at play on k on Twitter.
0: If you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen, it helps other k drama podcast listeners find us. And helps us know that you like the show. Hopefully. If you don't like the show, you don't have to give us a rating. It's fine. But if you like the show, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And then, uh, so have we
1: kept the whole house?
0: Uh, just Patreon. Oh, always. Just a shout out to our Patreon. Yeah.
1: To our patrons who are like our little friends of the family Um, this month. If, you know, you've heard of Patreon before, if you've ever been interested in our flashback reviews, this month we're doing a flashback video review of While You Were Sleeping, I think I mentioned earlier. Um, so you can check that out and uh, any of our other bonus content. Go take a look at the tiers, see if they're a right fit for you. And,
0: y- you know, it. that's a- also a way to support us. Yeah! As always, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week with a brand new drama. Yeah! K-bye!